0: Welcome to Witchcrafted. I'm your host, Joshua Lancaster, and this is Crimes and Conspiracies. Yes, and we are back with another episode of Crimes and Conspiracies. The intro still says Joshua Lancaster as the host, but obviously Amy is here as the new co-host. Hi. Yeah. So, um, since I did the story last time, Amy said that she was going to do the story this time. So, she says that this one's going to be a good one, and then I'm going to do the conspiracy at the end. But before we jump into it, let me tell you... Went to the gas station because I was like, "Hey, I needed an energy drink because I'm working all these crazy hours," and I got another one of those ghost energy drinks. Oh yeah, and I got the orange uh, creamsicle. So good. Be- not sponsored. Better than the blue raspberry so one. Uh, see, it's really hard because it's a different flavor. Like it's it's a different type of flavor. So that's fair. Mm, yeah. It's, it's really good, though. I really, really enjoyed it. But, um, yeah, so Amy actually has The Crime this time. Um, and I'm really on the edge of my seat. I really wanted to Google when you gave me a clue because you said it's from Tennessee. So I was like, hmm, maybe I want to look it up. And then I kept slapping my hand going, don't look it up. Let Amy tell you. so.
1: It, it is it is a doozy, and I knew about it, but, like, when I researched it more, I was like, ah, oh man, this guy's a piece of shit, okay? <laughs> I mean, like, obviously, but... Uh, right, because
0: he's obviously, like, a murderer or at least a kidnapper or some kind of crazy. Right, so. um,
1: and I also have a fun fact on how it relates to my life at the end. Oh, so, <laughs>
0: fun. All right, I'm going to sit back, relax and let you go and then interrupt you randomly with laughter or screams. So, go ahead. All
1: right, so this is the story of Paul Dennis Reed Jr., aka the fast food killer. Um
0: I covered this on the Warcaster Files once. Uh, it's a good it's a you, good story.
1: Dang. It.
0: I did. Okay. But you probably have more information than I did cuz I had to do like a smaller story. Uh, because Sherry did a bigger story, so you probably have way more information, but I love this story, and I think our listeners are going to love it, too. Okay. It's so good.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, then I guess I'll tell it anyways. So, <laughs> uh, my sources are Wikipedia, Murderpedia, and an article by Lori Bell on SerialKillerCalendar.com. Um, okay. So... On the morning of February 16th, 1997, at the Captain D's on Lebanon Road in Donaldson, Tennessee, Reed entered the building before opening time um, under the guise of applying for a job. So he walked up to the door and was like, hey, I want to apply for a job. And they were like, come on in.
0: So Come on in. Because back then, you didn't do it online. You did everything through papers. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, So once inside the building, the man forced... 16-year-old employee Sarah Jackson and 25-year-old manager Steve Hampton into the cooler. Then he tied them up. Uh, then he made them both lie down on the floor and pre- proceeded to shoot both of them execution style several times. Um, Jesus. Sarah fought back and he shot her several more times in the back of the head. So um he emptied the safe and the registers and then hurriedly made his escape um and then not long after um another employee michael butterworth showed up for work around 9 30 and noticed the doors were still locked and all the chairs were still up on the tables you know he was like what we were supposed to be open so he went to the back can door. you imagine
0: him just kind of being like oh god I, uh, nobody's been doing any work. I'm so frustrated. I hate this job. And then walks inside and is like.
1: And he can't, he can't get in. He's like, oh, okay. Um, (laughs) so he went to the back door and pounded on it and nobody answered. So he went to, uh, another, you know, location nearby, another store and called another employee who worked at captain D's, whose officer, whose father happened to be a police officer. Mm. So they were like, no, something's up you know, this is not right. So between 11 and two around 11 AM to 2 PM, Nashville police went in the restaurant and found both employees in the cooler. There was little to no evidence left behind. They did see that. Uh, he also took the security tape from the uh-huh. location. He took the surveillance tape with him. So uh, they more than $7,000 have been taken. And the per- perpetrator, later used his money for a down payment on a car two days later. So, he took all that money and then went and bought a car with it. Um, Wow. Yeah. So, that's the Captain D's murders, okay? Um, Okay. Then, on the evening of March 23rd, 1997, so a month later, um, at a McDonald's on Lebanon Road in Hermitage, Tennessee, which is about, Three point four miles of the Captain D's away from the Captain D's. Well, you
0: with your math and your mission. Look at me
1: go. Uh, Reed <laughs> <laughs> Reed approached four employees as they exited the building after they were closing. He then forced the employees back into the store into the storage room. He shot three of the employees execution style, so the same way as the Captain D's. Seventeen-year-old. Um, uh-huh. Andrea Brown, 27-year-old Ronald Santiago, 23-year-old Robert A. Sewell Jr. Then he attempted to shoot the fourth employee, 30-year-old Jose Antonio Ramirez Gonzalez, but his weapon failed, so it misfired, and then it jammed up. Then he picked up a knife and proceeded to stab Jose 17 times, and he only stopped once Jose laid there and pretended to be dead. So to resist further inflicting, he just pretended to, to be dead. So he would stop. Um, yeah. He sold $3,000 from the registers and fled the scene. Um, Jose managed to crawl to a phone and called 911. He and Andrea were taken to the hospital. They were actually both taken to Vanderbilt. Um, unfortunately, Andrea was pronounced brain dead and was taken off life support the following day. Jose survived and would later go on to testify against Paul Reed. So he, he did survive. Thankfully one of them did. Um, so that was the McDonald's attack after the McDonald's attack on April 23rd, 1997. So another month later, Reed went into went to the door of a Baskin Robbins on Wilma Rudolph Boulevard in Clarksville, Tennessee, which is not too, too far from Nashville. If anybody's About 50 minutes e- or so. Yeah. If anybody knows um, and persuaded the employees to let him in. So it was like the doors were closed. Everything was down. They were closing up and he was like, Hey, you know, let me come in and get some ice cream and a job application. So they let him in. He then proceeded to bind the two employees, 21-year-old Angela Holmes and 16-year-old Michelle Mace. He then forced them into his vehicle where he took them to Dunbar Cave State Park. Their bodies were later discovered the next day on the shore, like on the shore of the lake, still in their work aprons. So they knew it was the girls who went missing from baskin robbins Mm -hmm. they had both been stabbed several times and their throats had been cut jesus yeah so that leads up to who is this jerk face um paul dennis reed why do they always have three names
0: i don't trust anybody that has three names it always makes me nervous yeah
1: it's really anyways i'm like (laughs) that's <laughs> uh okay um so he was born in richland hills Texas. richland hills texas excuse me on november 12 1957 which makes him a scorpio <laughs> <laughs> uh his parents divorced when he was three years old and his fa- father was a raging alcoholic um mm. yeah he spent much of his young life with his paternal grandmother, and he made her life a living hell. Uh, he put tacks in her food, like thumbtacks in her food, would spray her with the water hose just like randomly. <laughs> um, he, what a weird thing to do. Yeah. And keep someone. in mind, he's, you know, three to eight at this point. Okay. Like, he's a, a little kid, you know, <laughs> like younger than my child. Both of my children. Um, he would barricade her in rooms and just like lock her in there. Um, and at one point, he attempted to set her on fire while she was asleep. Oh my
0: God. That reminds me of uh, what is that movie, Talladega Nights? Oh, yeah. It reminds me of the <laughs> Stop Throwing Grandma the Toaster while she's taking a bath. Oh, reminds up on me that. Me that kind day. Of
1: child. <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of st- what a crazy child. Though. Right. That's so scary, right? So, like, obviously, he was fucked up from the beginning. Sorry. Um, so, by eight years old, he was completely out of out of it. And he was completely out of control, and was sent to live in a boys' home, like you know, for troubled kids. At sixteen, right. neither parent wanted anything to do with him. Um, he attempted to sexually assault both his mother and his sister. Um, and then consequently his mom was like, get out, you know, get the fuck (laughs) out of my house. So he went to live with his father where he proceeded to attempt to sexually assault his other sister and, (laughs) and his father kicked him out. Right.
0: I'd hope so. Yeah.
1: So then he was arrested for a slew of other crimes, uh, in robbery, theft, check fraud and auto theft. Um. Right. Then in April of 1984 he, Reed was sent to prison for robbery of a Houston steakhouse and a hardware store. Interesting, okay. right? right? Um and at the time of the Tennessee murders Reed was on parole from that conviction in Texas where he had served 7 years of a 20 year sentence and had been paroled in 1990.
0: Well that's kind of why he started killing people is because he couldn't leave witnesses Because if he left a witness, they would find out. He would get in trouble with probation and, of course, go to jail. Yeah, yeah. So he had to leave no witnesses around. Yeah,
1: and just a fun fact before we get to this next part. (laughs) Um, After he got paroled, he became a truck driver in Texas, Uh but he got into a horrific accident and was given workers' comp and was given $25,000, but he spent Uh all his money – on cosmetic surgery so that he could make himself prettier. Um, He got like dental work done, uh, facelift, a skin peel, got his ears pinned back, all all the things, because he wanted to become a country music singer. Uh So that's why he came to Nashville, to pursue a career in country music
0: yeah now funny fact along with that do you know Sharon needles uh season winner of Rupaul's drag race season five yeah do you know that she spent the entire because you win a hundred thousand dollars but you only get like fifty thousand after taxes she spent all of that on cosmetic surgery and still looks terrible oh just just facts Ew.
1: just facts
0: I didn't <laughs> um... <laughs> whoop we were just talking about cosmetic surgery. I thought I'd throw yeah, that no, in I it there. Yeah, no, I like just I just don't,
1: don't know how it could be much worse, but <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. It did. Here we are. <laughs> okay. Um so all that sounds it's crazy, but he was let out, you know, on parole, which 7 years on a 20-year sentence sounds ridiculous to me, but Yeah. Um he was on parole, living in Nashville, trying to kickstart his career, working at Shoney's. <laughs> so, Get it. yeah. So, before the killings, he was working at a Nashville Shoney's as a dishwasher. And he was mm. actually fired the day before the Captain D's killings Kay. for having a temper tantrum and throwing a dish at a fellow employee. So, he got mad. Through some dishes and his manager was like nah get out um, so i hope so yeah so the last killings were in april so then in june of 1997 june 25th 1997 reed went back to the home of the shoney's manager who fired him so he found this guy's house his ex-manager and went to you know under the guise of begging for his job back, right? Um, Right. So he was armed with a knife and approached the man's front door and tried to get in, but the screen door was locked. (laughs) And he was like, hey, man, what are you doing here? You know? And he was like, oh, I just want to talk to you about getting my job back. So he took him out to the car and was talking to him, and then Reed tried to attack him. You know, I guess trying to get reparations, you know, trying to get revenge on him. Um, So he missed. The guy ran back into his house and slammed the door and was like, honey, get the gun. But they didn't actually have a gun, but they were just trying to scare him away, which it worked. He fled. He fled the scene. Um, But the the. Manager's son had actually videotaped the whole thing. Cause they were work, they were doing a home video at the time, you know, with one of oh. those huge clunking carry on your shoulder <laughs> video cameras. Do you remember those?
0: <laughs> yeah. Those things are huge back then. So,
1: <laughs> so, um, and that, that was actually released to the media after everything had happened. Um, so after he failed at kidnapping his old manager, um, he left without further incident and was subsequently arrested by Nashville police. Um, after which he was considered the prime suspect and charged in the captain D's McDonald's murders and eventually the Baskin Robbins murders. So captain D's and McDonald's happened in the greater Nashville area. And then the Baskin Robbins ones happened in Clarksville. So they were in two separate jurisdictions. Um, right. So, Everything happens. He gets charged with the murders. He was convicted of seven murders across three separate trials. So they had a trial for each set of murders. Um, the jurors were sequestered from East and West Tennessee. There was so much outrage and media bias in Middle Tennessee that they couldn't take any jurors from Middle Tennessee because it would be, you know, yeah, the a biased time, jury.
0: Tennessee was like tiny yeah like it wasn't like it is now where you could pull a juror from literally anywhere and they would have no idea back then when you pulled anything from Tennessee it was like you had to go almost out of Tennessee to pull people in
1: right and yeah so they had to pull from opposite sides of the state just to get an unbiased jury Um, The evidence that was presented in the case was they found Steve Hampton's driver's license and a video rental card, which I can assume is a blockbuster card for anybody who knows what blockbuster is. (laughs) Um, Right. So Steve Hampton from the Captain D's murders, the first set, uh, which was found in the median of Ellington Parkway. His his wallet was found in the media in Vellington Parkway, and it, they had Reed's fingerprints on them. Uh, okay. Right. It's
0: terrible. Like, you're terrible at this. I'm glad you're terrible at it, but you're still terrible at right?
1: this. Right. Uh, then Reed's car was found and had forensic evidence from both the victims of the Baskin Robbins murders. So, like hair, fibers from the car, et cetera. Um, and there was blood evidence of the victims on his shoes why did he not clean his shoes why not just throw the shoes out dummy um and it was right down the road <laughs> and he also purchased gas <laughs> 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 right near where the bodies were found at the Dunbar Cave State Park uh placing him at the scene of the crime you know of course um and it was only 40 miles away from his home uh So, that was the Baskin Robbins murders. And then, Jose Gonzalez, the survivor from the McDonald's robbery, identified Reed as his attacker in court. So, they had, you know, face-to-face evidence, which, good on him.
0: Yeah. For, I mean... That's scary.
1: Yeah. Because, you can only imagine, he was stabbed 17 times and saved by the great, wonderful people at Vanderbilt Hospital But I would be terrified, you know, Yeah, I'd be absolutely terrified to go to court for that. But I guess when you want to face the person who tried to kill you, you'll do what you have to do. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) he was convicted on all seven counts of first degree murder one count of attempted murder and multiple counts of lesser charges related to the same crimes. Um, So especially aggravated robbery and especially aggravated kidnapping. Obviously it was first degree murder because he planned all those things, you know, exactly. Um, Reed's convictions garnered a great deal of media coverage and his execution was stayed several times. So they tried to say, you know, he wasn't mentally culpable He had a lot of mental problems, but none of that came out until the appeals. They were trying to argue that, and then um, people who were against the death penalty were coming out. It made national coverage, so he had a stay of execution every time his execution date came out. Um, Eventually, though, he got tired of doing it and uh, waived his right to appeal, and <laughs> was I know he was just like whatever I'm done because he was like it's like I did my best yeah he was like acting crazy on purpose in court and stuff and was really paranoid saying that they were CIA agents like the lawyers were actually CIA agents that were trying to okay. get him in some sort of program I don't know it was it was a lot and I was like mm. it's a conspiracy yeah yeah I was like <laughs> there we go wrap it all into one <laughs> Um, so eventually he waived his right to appeal and was housed at the Morgan County Correctional Complex in East Tennessee. So he didn't go to Riverbend in Nashville. He stayed in East Tennessee. Um, and the articles that I pulled from were like, here's his inmate number and everything. I was like, Oh, (laughs) wow. Uh, (laughs) Um,
0: Tennessee's not afraid to leak things for a couple dollars. Yeah.
1: Right. And so actually, um, They aren't up to date because, unfortunately, Paul Dennis Reed Jr. died at Nashville's Meharry General Hospital. I don't know if you've ever been to Meharry, but it sucks. Um, (laughs) On November 1st, 2013, after two weeks of being treated for pneumonia, heart failure, and upper respiratory issues before he could face his penalty. Great. Yeah. So, and uh, fun fact... (laughs) My husband met his dad for the first time at the Captain D's on Lebanon Road in Donaldson the day before the murders happened.
0: Ew, that's creepy. Yeah.
1: So the day dude got fired from Shoney's, my husband was having lunch for the first time with his biological dad (laughs) at that Captain D's and that's crazy yeah i thought that was pretty crazy because he thought it was the the day of and i was like no honey he they he killed them before they opened and he was like oh well it was the day before because i remember sitting there and then i was freaked out because you know his grandparents live lived in donaldson so Mm -hmm. um he was right there and I mean, that that seems it seems kind of strange because do you remember when those um, did you live in Smyrna back when the Captain D's murders happened in Smyrna?
0: No, I did not live in Smyrna at that time.
1: I remember I don't I'd have to look it up, but I do remember that there was um, somebody was killed behind the Kmart there and left in their car and the same night. Like, it was, like, a whole thing. The The man was found in his car behind Kmart, and then they found people in the freezer in the Captain D's in Smyrna, too. So...
0: I remember that happening, but I don't remember... Like, it, I don't think I was living there at the time when it happened. Yeah.
1: Well, you know where I where I lived at the time. Right, yeah. right there by the Captain D's. <laughs> so... You could literally <laughs> hop over yeah, there. We literally house. walked behind the Kmart when I was a kid, so... Uh I yeah. say kid. I was a teenager. But yeah, that's the terrible, okay. awful uh story of Paul Dennis Reed Jr., aka the fast food killer, uh, aka piece of shit, and you were never gonna be a country <laughs> music artist. I think I think he mm-hmm. wanted his name to be Justin Parks. That was that was his yeah. country western name. He was gonna be the new Garth Brooks, is what he <laughs> okay what he said.
0: <laughs> that's why he didn't do any of this they just planted everything because garth brooks had control of the cia at the time right
1: yeah exactly conspiracy and we'll circle i thought i just thought it was uh, it's weird because i know where all of these places are and right, i'm like right. well that's creepy oh <laughs> i hate that that's kind of gross <laughs> yeah
0: it's funny because you said uh, Ellington Place and one of the drag queens that I used to work with. What her name comes from that because she's Nicole Ellington Dupre. Yeah. So Ellington Place. So I thought that was always really funny when I did the story uh, on Wardcaster. I was just like, Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I didn't. I didn't I, know the tack thing though. The tack thing and the water thing is just like.
1: Oh yeah, he was terrible. Messed up. I didn't. I didn't realize. Like I just thought he was a spree killer. You know, he just. But woke up one day. Yeah, he just woke up one day, but I didn't realize they were a month apart each time. And to me, that shows that he planned everything, you know? Yeah. Um, especially they were almost a month mm. to the day each time, which is crazy. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's a piece of shit and uh died in the hospital.
0: <laughs> yeah, never Never got any justice for the families. Well, thank you for uh doing the research on the story. That's a that's a really good story. Especially because it's it's literally, I think, one of our only serial killers in Tennessee. I think we only have like three or four. Yeah. Like well known. Um, so he's he's like the number one of our well known serial killers here. So uh oh, yeah. thank you for that uh that terrible thing. <laughs> and now now I really want Captain Bees.
1: <laughs> Ew, no.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I want Captain I, D's now. No, I want Long John Silver. I was
1: going to say Long John Silver's over Captain D's. And if you don't yeah, agree with me, you're no wrong. there's Long John Silver's anymore. I know. Uh, Tim actually uh, was a manager for Long John Silver's for a long time. They got bought out. So yeah. that's why they closed them. Oh, also, uh, Reed has the most convictions of any person on death row in Tennessee ever. So, oh, look at that. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty interesting fact interesting. that he was the uh, most, most dead guy of... <laughs> most dead guy. You know, uh, I actually went to Riverbend Prison when really? I was in high school. Yeah. I did not know that. Senior year of high school, I took criminal justice and we got to go on a field trip to... We went to 840, which is the jail and. Rutherford County, and then we went to River Bend, which is the maximum security prison in. I think it's right outside of Nashville. Um, but yeah, I sat in the electric chair. Uh, <laughs> Nobody else would sit in it at all. <laughs> I thought it was pretty metal. Um, and it's something it's I can most metal thing Amy's ever done. Yeah. is
0: sitting on an electric chair with a bunch of people died. Dude,
1: I mean, it was it was cool. I was the first one to do it because everybody else was too scared, and they were like, <laughs> you know, I had to, I had to boost my ego a little bit and be like, look how much cooler I am than everybody else. I'm so metal, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. yeah. But that's so funny. It was, it was a cool. Actually, it was a really cool field trip. Um, this, <laughs> except this one kid, um, he was, he was kind of the odd bird in our class, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. we were talking to one of the inmates there, just kind of talking about like prison life and everything. And he was telling us like, you don't want to do this, you know, you don't ever want to be here. Scared straight situation. Yeah. Well, we weren't doing like a scared straight. We were kind of going for the ins and outs of like what happens and, you know, talking to the, uh, corrections officers and things like that. Because it was criminal justice class is what we did it for right um we actually had to all get dressed up and like wear nice, nice clothes to go um and it was kind of like a treat to be able to go you know, and then we all went out to lunch after, which was cool um but the the kid was like looking at the guy, and he was like one of the inmates who was trusted enough to do duties around the prison so he was mopping the floor at the time um right and this kid looks at him and was like so who did you kill and we were all like what did he just what what did he say (laughs) you can't ask that what did he say (laughs) and so we were all like shut up what is wrong with you oh my god (laughs) and the guy was like i didn't kill anybody and he was like, yeah, but who did you kill? And we were like, <laughs> our <laughs> our teacher was like, okay, that's enough. We're leaving. Thank you so much for your time. Have a good day. Like, And it was, we were so mad at him for ruining that because we were just talking to him like a person, you know, right. not like an animal and treating him with dignity. And it was like, uh, why, why'd you ruin that? But anyways, that's a fun story about me sitting in the electric chair and seeing the room, <laughs> I, I like w- walked in the room where they do the lethal injections, um, cause they actually do it outside of the room. Um, oh, okay. yeah. So they hook you up on a gurney. Oop, I just hit my microphone. Sorry. Um, they hook you up on a gurney and can of. Well, not you, hopefully.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Me specifically. They
1: hook the person up on the gurney and then walk outside the room and they have, like, tubes run into. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't know that. So, interesting fact. Full of that bullshit. Go on. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) I'm just mumbling at this point.
0: Oh, you're good. You're good. Okay, so I could not for the life of me think of what to do for crimes and con- uh, for the conspiracy part. Cause there's so many like good conspiracies, but they're not very good talking points. Right. Cause it's just like, this is the conspiracy. And then it's just like, yeah, but it's not true. And then close book, book, nothing to talk about. So I decided to look up like super creepy conspiracy theories. Okay. And the one that I found, I- I'm really interested to hear your topic on it. So the information I got started with was from Watch Mojo because Watch Mojo is amazing. <laughs> um, except for the now that they show the person who does the dialogue at the beginning, and I'm like, I don't need to know who does this. I just need her to tell me things. Is
1: Watch Mojo the one that's like, thank you for watching Watch Mojo, and it like interrupts really loud, and you're like, whoa, yeah, what what just happened? What happened? Kind of like those what infomercials yeah. we had at 2 a.m. growing up that would just yeah wake you up out of a dead sleep
0: <laughs> yeah um so yeah I'm watched mojo is one of my favorites but i was going through and listening and i was like oh that's a good one that's a good one and then the one they ended on made me literally go wait a second <laughs> Could this be real? So I I just want to break this down. So there is a theory that's been put on Reddit and I found the original Reddit post. And if you go through it, it makes a lot of sense. I'm not going to go through the entire Reddit post because we'll go insane going through it (laughs) because then they jump into like Nazis and a bunch of other stuff. Uh. We're not doing that. Um, But the theory is that there are no such things as aliens, but what it is is people are coming from the future coming back to see what our lives were like, kind of like field trips in a way, or like um, think of it like a cruise, like aliens or people are coming back uh, and they're dressed up in these costumes to watch us. And then if they, pay a certain ticket price. Then they get to walk around with us. And that's why we see people that kind of always seem out of place in certain areas is because they don't actually exist because they're not from our time. And if you think about it, let's break this down. (laughs) If you really think about it, it could make sense to a certain extent because We say that there's a specific amount of population, but then when we look at cell phone grids and stuff like that, we see more people in the areas than what is supposed to be there. So if you really think about it, it could somehow be true if we've learned how to travel back to the past and our past is always changing weirdly because of. The Mandela effect, which the other thing that I read was like these people are coming back and they're making mistakes like they're doing things that are causing things to change, but they don't know what's happening. And then, of course, they don't find out till they get back to the future um, that they've caused these oopsies mm. like the <laughs> the Barrington Bears and stuff like that. I'm not saying it's true, but the idea that they talk about on Reddit If you really were one of those people that really enjoyed the idea of conspiracies, it kind of fits in different areas, if that makes sense. Okay. So what is your thought process on the idea of people coming from the future to kind of vacation here and then kind of up and disappearing? um, Like, and when I'm saying vacation, they're talking like years like, they'll be here for, like, four or five years, enjoy their life here, and then they're just like, oh, my ticket's up, I gotta go back home, and then they kind of zoom off back to the future.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I laugh every time you say back to the future. <laughs> back to the future. Um, I don't know. I think that sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Uh, <laughs> mostly because I have a basic understanding of astrophysics, because um, my husband is a huge fucking nerd um and loves astrophysics but so we don't have the capacity to travel in light years yet which was what it would take for us to be able to project into the future right um right am i saying that it's not possible that there is not human life further into the future than us no There is definitely that possibility, because as you travel in light years, time changes. Right. right? So the further you're out away from our timeline, it could be if we could see that far, we could see back to the time of the dinosaurs. Right. And that would be traveling in 4D. So right now we only perceive in 3D, right? Right um right. but 4D would be the manipulation of time which we haven't figured out how to do that yet we're they're working on it <laughs> but i mean i think that could be a possibility but i don't think it's us in the future like I, right. I don't think there's a me walking around a future amy walking around doing things do i think that it could be a future someone That has advanced technology because they're so far ahead of us. Sure. It would make.
0: Yeah. And that's the theory that we're talking like we're talking to thousands upon thousands of years, not ourselves coming back, but like people like getting like their ancestry and then being like, oh, I would like to go back and see what Josh was like. And then you see somebody staring at you in the grocery store and you're like, that person doesn't seem like they belong there I'm just going to move on and then just kind of move on and not think about it. And that's, that's the theory is the reason that we see spaceships and stuff is it's not really, and why they're so large versus being like super tiny for like one little alien to be in is that there are these giant like cruise things that are coming through to kind of see us. And then every once in a while there'll be a malfunction or something. And then they'll, they'll appear. And it's like, whoops, sorry, that was a malfunction. And then they just turn it back on, you know. Oh, Bobby hit the button and you know,
1: everything's all messed up. I mean, that's fun to think about. It's a... It's fun to think it's about. A fun, It's a fun idea to think about. I mean, if if it was just people staring at me in grocery stores, then all of them are from the future because I get stared <laughs> at all the fucking time at the grocery store. And I'm like... I mean, that could be it. What are you, you could looking be at? your
0: future ancestors. I remember. Exactly. They're just like... No, go I know what's going to happen to her. She's going to end up on the floor crying soon. Well, this is around that time. Oh,
1: yeah, that's true. I did end up on the floor crying. <laughs> this is when she started the podcast. <laughs>
0: this is it. This is the moment. This
1: is it. N- this is
0: it. I mean, it kind of like, if you really were to like, think about it, we as humans would try to, if we wanted to go back to the past and look at things we would try to figure out a way to do it without letting people know that that is possible in the future to not mess with things. So the idea of having like alien people dress up as aliens i mean like, I looked through some historical things. They thought aliens used to come back. Oh my God, that's such a great idea. Let's just dress up as aliens. And then people come back and they're just like, hi, we're aliens. That would be, that would be
1: hilarious. And I would totally do that if I was a future human. I would dress that's up like saying. the gray like, the gray alien from that movie Paul. I would dress up like Paul right. from Paul, and exactly come back that's and scare saying. people. Like,
0: that that's kind of the joke though, and that's kind of the theory behind it, which would make sense because you know we've been talking about aliens since God knows when, since the beginning of time. So what if you know way in the future we started traveling back and we realized oh we have to disguise ourselves and then we actually made our own aliens. Like we made them into what we predicted they would be, and then it's like, oh, there's aliens, and then later in the future we're like, oh shit, that's been us
1: the entire time. Ah crap. I mean,
0: <laughs> Bobby, take off that suit.
1: <laughs> I mean, I wonder if a uh, old dude from Blink One Eighty Two's in on it because you know he's <laughs> he does alien research now, like for real, for real, for real. Uh, like with the government, does research on aliens. And stuff. But that's funny. Um, but, you know, they did... The government did come out um, when COVID first happened. But the world was going to shit, so nobody paid attention. But the government yeah. did come out and be like, oh, yeah, there's aliens. And we have proof. Um. <laughs> so... And everybody was just like, oh, cool. Aliens.
0: Aliens. Can we... Can we cure Corona now? Right. Like, we're um, in the middle
1: of the panini. So, life sucks. And... I mean, here we are two years later. <laughs>
0: Still dealing with the same situation. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting theory. If you really think about it, like the way they explained it on WatchMojo, I was like, okay, whatever, I'll look into it because it's it's a great topic to have a conversation on. And then as I started to read the Reddit post, I was just like, I'm mad that this makes sense. Like, I'm frustrated yeah. that this makes sense. Like, the fact that we see people uh, like – People out in the middle of nowhere that show up and it's like, where are you from? And it's like, I don't know. That's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre shit,
1: though. Mm -mm. Nope. Yeah, true. (laughs) Nope. Not doing that. Uh, I'm not picking up a hitchhiker in the desert. Thank you. But he could be from the future. future. I don't have a future
0: sound on here. I'd be like, future. (laughs) I don't know. it was just a really funny theory that I want to throw at you cuz there's a bunch of other ones like uh SpongeBob is actually a serial killer and we're, they're teaching kids true crime oh. at a young age and I'm like that's perfectly fine with me like I'm <laughs> well I'm fine with well, it well
1: that's like my 8-year-old um he was like hey mama you should talk about this on the podcast and I was like what and he was like the conspiracy theory that Bob Ross is a serial killer <laughs>
0: And I was like, that's always been a really good. one. And I was
1: like, what? And he was like, yeah, I saw a video on YouTube that said Bob Ross paints where he hid bodies. And I was like, how? What are you watching, sir? <laughs> Why
0: are you, it's your child. You, I know. First of all.
1: I know. He's wise beyond his years. His teacher told me last last week that sometimes talking to him is like talking to a 40 year old man. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So, uh, Bob Ross serial killed people, and that's where all his paintings are from. Happy, happy trees. Happy trees.
0: Happy trees. Happy trees. Dead that's dead the conspiracy
1: area. theory. That's that's three conspiracy theories on this this week's episode. So, no, you guys are so. <laughs> Can
0: you imagine? I want a shirt that says "Happy Trees and Dead Bodies." Oh my
1: gosh, we should make it
0: like. Right, happy and then trees and, and dead then have bodies.
1: and then have witchcrafted on it, just happy trees and <laughs> dead bodies, witchcrafted. Witchcrafted. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That would work really well.
0: I, I don't know if you guys have heard. Uh, uh, my mom is sitting behind me. Uh, her phone keeps randomly going off. I think she's talking to my sister. Uh, that's actually going to be a special episode that we are going to have uh, released next week. We're about to do that recording. My mom is up because uh, my birthday is next week. Um, turn in the big three three next
1: week. It's in two days, it. homie. Oh, it is. Well, technically, that's next week because it's Saturday. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it's in two days. It is in two well, days. Well, one day after this podcast two- release. Oh, that's also true. So, yeah, it is. Uh, son of a gun. Uh, me and me,
0: <laughs> you are Sagittarius. <laughs> that is so, true. I don't want to. Do I already anything. admitted uh, that last actually,
1: week. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Uh, We do have a lot of really cool plans. Uh, We've been working on stuff for the last week, coming up with some ideas. Uh, So you're going to see the bio kind of update on uh, the webpage. And then we also have this special episode coming out that we're going to have with mom. Um, So just for warning, uh, there are some trigger warnings that I'm going to go ahead and say here. Uh, So if you don't like hearing about uh, spousal abuse. Uh, if the discussion of miscarriages bothers you uh, there, there's a lot of stuff in this cause my mom has done a lot of stuff in her life. So if that's something that could possibly bother you, then I would just go ahead and skip to the next week. <laughs> so you don't have to uh, listen to that, but it, it's a good story. Uh, Amy and I have heard the story for many years growing up uh, and my mom is a great influence uh, even though she doesn't believe that she is one of those people that should be a role model, she is definitely a role model. Um, so I think people really enjoy hearing her side of her life um, and some advice uh, that we're going to ask her for. Uh, Amy also bought us some really, really cool um, terror card or oracle cards. Right. And I'll let you go ahead and continue with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, they're, I found them on TikTok coincidentally um it's called the embroidered graveyard oracle deck um i haven't i just got them today in the mail and i'm gonna send josh his uh on monday i'm gonna get my husband to take him to the post office but they are gorgeous cards great quality material the book is my favorite part um if anybody's into tarot or oracle, you know, you usually get the kind of shitty small paper books. Um, this deck Staple comes together, yeah. This deck comes with a whole hardback, real sized book, like a regular sized book. It's got, and it also has spells and incantations in it. Um, so if you are practicing, it's got that as well. Um, it's it says that it can be helpful with shadow work, uh, communing with spirits, um, lifting the veil, etc. So if, if you don't know what all that is, do some research, um, (laughs) because we don't want you to get into things that you are not
0: comfortable, comfortable
1: with and well-versed in or have, you know, protections up against that. So, um, it's a beautiful deck. The quality is immaculate. Um, I will spend the money time and time again for a deck this nice. Like it's yeah. totally worth the money. Um, I haven't played with it yet because uh, I haven't had time to cleanse it. Cause I've been bedridden. Um, so, but yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, I think we're going to start doing that for each other possibly. Yeah. I think it would
0: be a great way to start the podcast just to kind of pull a card uh, for the next week and be like, Hey, Hey, this is what's going on in the world. Oh, this is what's going on. And I, I think it would just be really interesting to kind of throw that out to you guys um, and be like, Hey, look at how cold this is for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. So um, I guess we can go ahead and end this a little earlier. Uh, Cause I know we have another episode and of course, Amy really needs to go into an area where she can lay down. <laughs> um, I'm
1: good. I'm good. I'm comfy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, we've got tons of plans. We have so many recordings over the next literal two weeks. We uh, are going to be a special guest on uh, Cindy's podcast, which I did an interview with her not too long ago. Uh, We're going to be doing another one with her. I don't know when that release is going to be. I know that the episode I was on with her should be on sometime next week, I think. Um, So just make sure to follow us on all of our social medias uh, you know we're on Instagram we're on pretty much anything it's all linked on witchcraftedpodcast.com so just make sure to you know go on there and then you can find out where we're at Uh, me and Amy both run it so um, if you want a specific thing for just Amy or a specific thing for me of course you are fully welcome to be like hey Amy I only want to talk to you because Josh is weird (laughs) and that's perfectly fine Um, but if you want to do something like that if you have a story to tell if you have anything like that please make sure to let us know uh because we are always looking for suggestions there are dogs sorry i hear dogs oh it's fine <laughs>
1: they um, didn't uh they didn't get put up so it's fine. i can't i can't walk uh without a walker right <laughs> now so and there's kids playing outside so right. apartment living whoop apartment living
0: all right well we're gonna go ahead and end it here guys i'm gonna go ahead and play this intro we love you guys and we will see you on the next one bye Bye. keep in mind that your perception could be a deception stay safe out there guys